If you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, as we return to the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus we've been looking at the last couple of Sundays, we're going to focus on verses 9 through 11 today, but let's start reading at verse 1. Always good to review. We'll begin at verse 1 of John chapter 3. Follow along in your Bible as I read from the ESV, English Standard Version. John chapter 3 and verse 1, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And verse 9 says, Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now, in our previous studies, we found in the first few verses of this chapter that Nicodemus had come to Jesus, had come to him by night to inquire of him. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a leader of the Jews, a man of much learning, who was a prominent scholar in the old, uh, uh, scholar of the Old Testament scriptures. Even though he's a man of great learning, it's interesting we hear, hear, uh, hear uh, Jesus challenging him about what he does not know, what he, what he thinks he knows. Even though he's a man of great learning who's seen Jesus' miracles and admits that Jesus must be, in Nicodemus' words, he must be from God, and in Nicodemus' words, he must, uh, it must be that God is with him, Nicodemus is still missing something. Nicodemus considered himself to already be a part of the kingdom of God, but Jesus plainly tells him in verse 3, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then in verse 5, Jesus says, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The challenge to Nicodemus from Jesus is this. Jesus is making it plain 
in spite of the fact that Nicodemus was a Jew and was ultra-religious, he still was not a part of the kingdom of God. He was still not a child of God. To enter the kingdom of God, to participate in the kingdom of God, to be a child of God, he had to be, as Jesus says, born again. He had to be regenerated spiritually. And what Jesus was making clear for Nicodemus was that this was not a work he could do for himself. He had nothing to do with making his first birth happen, and neither can he give himself a second birth. Being born again is a work completely of the Spirit of God. Only the Holy Spirit brings new life. Only God's Spirit brings regeneration. But Nicodemus is still confused, even as Jesus pointed to the Old Testament truths that we'll we'll see in a moment. With all his knowledge of the Old Testament, he should have understood Nicodemus has a problem. I want you to think about this first with me. What was Nicodemus' problem? What was his problem? As we look at verse 9, we hear this from Nicodemus, and we hear his problem. Can you see what it is there in verse 9? Nicodemus says, How can these things be? What is he missing? How can these things be, he says? Why couldn't Nicodemus make sense of the things Jesus was telling him? Why doesn't Nicodemus understand? Jesus, in fact, tells us why. After he expresses his amazement at Nicodemus' failure to understand, he points to the real problem for Nicodemus. In verse 11, Jesus says to him, look at verse 11, at what Jesus says, You do not receive our testimony. You do not receive our testimony. What What's the problem Nicodemus is having, understanding why he must be born again? Jesus says the problem is he hasn't received the testimony that Jesus and others are giving him. What is this to receive the testimony of Jesus and others about Jesus? We saw it. I'll point you back to chapter 1 and verse 12. Would you like to go there and look at it? John chapter 1 and verse 12 says and illuminates what it is to receive him, John 1.12, that to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all who did receive him, what's receiving? It's believing. Who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. People were believing in Jesus' name. They were receiving Jesus for who he is. But Jesus just made it clear that Nicodemus wasn't one of them. He wasn't receiving Jesus. He wasn't receiving the testimony about Jesus. He wasn't believing. The problem is that Nicodemus wants to know more about this new birth, but he can't grasp these truths. Why not? Because these are spiritually revealed truths. Nicodemus isn't believing them. And Jesus explains in verse 12, if 
I have told you earthly things and you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Do you hear that? The challenge for us is is something that we deal with all the time. Often, understanding doesn't come until until we show that we believe. Like, we, we need to obey. We need to obey the commands of Scripture often before we'll totally grasp them. And here's Nicodemus. Nicodemus can't grasp these truths about being born again, even though Jesus has already given him plenty of explanation. But the problem isn't with Jesus' explanation. It's not like Jesus was falling short of helping helping him understand. The problem is with Nicodemus' unregenerate heart. And it's here we feel the tension that exists in the Bible when we learn that regeneration, being born again, is all a work of God. Along with this, there's this interesting and parallel truth that we also find in the Bible that's just as clear as this this truth that regeneration is all a work of God. There's this parallel truth in the Bible that mankind is responsible to believe in Jesus. Being born again is all a work of God. But we are also responsible to believe. And a heart that won't believe, a heart that won't receive Jesus can't grasp the heights of these truths, can't plumb the depths of these truths about being born again. What Jesus has been telling Nicodemus is that being born again is something that no man can create or begin in himself. Regeneration is completely a work of the Spirit of God and comes like the wind and can't be controlled or explained It is a spiritual work. But Nicodemus has a responsibility to believe. And that truth lies parallel to the truth of God's sovereignty in salvation. It's seen throughout the Bible. God is sovereign. He is in control. And the Bible is clear that God elects those whom He will save. But the Bible is also clear that mankind is still responsible to believe in Jesus. These are difficult truths for our human minds to comprehend. How can both of these things be true? How can God elect those whom he will save and still hold them responsible to believe in Jesus? That, in fact, is a tension the Bible doesn't solve. (laughs) It is a a tension the Bible doesn't remove for us. What we need to come to grips with is that God is sovereign. What we need to believe is that God is in control and He can do anything He chooses. We need to come to grips with the fact that God is sovereign and can choose to work however He wishes. We also need to understand that we do not have a mind that is equal to the mind of God. His ways are beyond our ways. His mind and thinking are far greater than ours. Isaiah 55 and verses 8 and 9 declares this truth. 
clearly, for my thoughts, says God, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, seek to know God, know Him from His Word, in His revealed truth. But don't think you're going to figure Him out. (laughs) Don't think you're going to come along and school God in His ways. Or even suggest that you totally understand his ways. So God can elect those whom he will save. And at the same time, he can call on all humankind to repent of sin and believe in Jesus. These are parallel truths in the Bible that God doesn't try to explain away. God is sovereign in salvation. He can choose whom he will to be saved. And we are still responsible for our decisions as to whether we believe or not. In fact, this being Palm Sunday, we're reminded of this day uh, of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. I read you those two verses at the beginning of our service this morning. One week before Jesus' resurrection, great crowds of people surrounded Jesus who who came and and They understood him to be the Messiah, and they worshipped him, but they thought it was time for him to set up the kingdom. But just a few days after this, there would be crowds of people yelling at Jesus these words. They would not be worshipping him. They would be yelling, crucify him. What may be the greatest example of these parallel truths of divine sovereignty and human responsibility is seen in the crucifixion of Jesus that came just a few days after his triumphal entry. Just a few days after people were worshiping him. Listen to the way Peter says it. Peter's words at the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, he says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you, by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. Did you hear it? What an incredible truth. There's that tension. God is sovereign. He is in control. It's clear here. This was God's plan. Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. God was not surprised that his son was crucified. God sent his son to be crucified. That's the sovereignty of God on display. And the next phrase is the parallel truth of man's responsibility on display. You crucified him, Peter says. You crucified him and killed him by the hands of lawless men. You're responsible. And yet God is in control. By the way, these are also truths that will compel us to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ with anyone and everyone who will listen. Why? 
because of what we hear Jesus say in verses 14 and 15. We're going to get to these in a moment, but let me just point to them with this point that, that this understanding or even this hard, this hard to understand truth of God's sovereignty and man's responsibility ought to draw us to witness to whomever will listen to the gospel. Verses 14 and 15, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes, whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. Whoever. Do you know who the whoever is? You, you don't know who's going to believe, who God is drawing to Himself. You witness to anyone and everyone who will listen to the gospel. God calls on all sinners to believe, in fact. God calls on all humankind to believe, to repent of sin and believe and receive eternal life and forgiveness of sins. And we should do the same. We should call on all people to believe in Jesus. That's what Nicodemus needs to do. He needs to believe. That was his problem. He didn't believe. That leads us to what we see next. Nicodemus needed a solution. The reason Nicodemus isn't understanding is because he's still unregenerate. He's still spiritually a walking dead man. But Jesus isn't done with him yet. He's patient. He gives Nicodemus an illustration, and in it, he gives him the solution to his problem. That's what we see in verses 13 through 15. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the solution to Nicodemus's problem. Jesus will begin by giving an insight into his own authority for making the statement we'll see in verses 14 and 15. So go, go back up and look at verse 13 again. No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. He's speaking of himself. Note that Jesus is simply setting up the statement he's going to make after this in verses 14 and 15, which I just read. And I think it's a helpful statement from Bible commentator, uh, Bible commentator and author D.A. Carson. He explains this, why Jesus is doing this, and it gives a little insight into what, what Nicodemus may have been thinking. Uh, D.A. Carson writes, The Judaism, Judaism of Jesus' day circulated many stories of bygone saints who had ascended into heaven and received special insight into God's ways and plans. Many of these stories focused on Moses. Jesus insists that no one has ascended to heaven in such a way as to return to talk about heavenly things. Only in heaven can true wisdom be found. But Jesus can speak of heavenly things, not because he ascended to heaven from a home on earth and then descended to tell others of his experiences, but because heaven was his home in the first place, and therefore he was inherently the fullness of heavenly knowledge. He is the one who came from heaven. He is the revelatory son of man. You see, Jesus Christ reveals God to mankind. He's the one who comes from heaven. He, he comes with all knowledge, with all wisdom. So in verse 13, Jesus is telling Nicodemus that he could tell him heavenly things because he came from heaven. But Nicodemus can't receive these heavenly things. But Jesus is going to show him the way to being born again. 
And he's going to do it by pointing to an Old Testament passage, an Old Testament example that was a foreshadowing of Christ. Look at verses 14 and 15 again. Verse 14, he says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That Old Testament passage that Jesus is pointing to is found in Numbers 21. Listen, listen to Numbers 21, verse 9. So Moses made a bronze serpent serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. Jesus is telling Nicodemus, look to me and live. Believe in me and live. That was that Old Testament passage, a foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus Christ when what would happen to Jesus? He would be crucified. He would be lifted up on a cross. Nicodemus needed to know that this is why Jesus came. He needed to know that the way had been made possible for his rebirth. And it was no doing of his own. Rebirth is only possible because Jesus Christ came to be lifted up. And that would be on a cross, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Did you know that the Old Testament is full of examples like this that are foreshadowings of the Lord Jesus Christ? So Jesus points this Old Testament scholar, this man who should have known, Nicodemus he points him back to the Old Testament to make a point. It's the answer to his question about how he could possibly be born again. And Jesus tells him that the only way possible for a sinner to be born again who deserves the just wrath of God, and that's all of us before faith in Christ. That's all mankind that the only way to be born again, the only way to see the kingdom of God is to understand that you are completely dependent upon Jesus and you are incapable of saving yourself. You're incapable of being good enough to save yourself. You must look only to Jesus and believe. If you want to have forgiveness of sins and eternal life, if you want to see the kingdom of God, your responsibility is to believe in Jesus Christ. Look to Jesus and live. Your responsibility is to look to Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for you on the cross and believe that he rose from the dead on the third day and lives today for your justification. Look to Jesus and live. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Nicodemus needed. It's what Jesus was making plain to him. Look to Jesus and live, Nicodemus. And that's a word for every person here today. Look to Jesus and live. And if you have not believed, 
Your responsibility before God is to repent of your sin and believe in Jesus. Do you realize you can do that right where you sit in this very moment? You can, in the quietness of your heart, repent of your sin to God and believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. I'd love to talk to you about that. If you have questions about it, if, if you need to talk to someone about this, I would encourage you to, to come to me or, or come go to the person that brought you and ask them, how can I know Jesus? If you do believe, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're saying, I, I believe. I know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I am born again. And if you do believe, you need to know that you're never going to outgrow your need to keep your eyes on Jesus. You need to depend daily on Jesus Christ for his finished work on the cross for you. You are not trying to measure up to the salvation that is yours. If you do good works, and you should, it is because you have been saved. It is because God is changing you day by day, little by little. You don't need to earn anything. God calls on your obedience as an act of worship to the one who gave you everything you need through Christ. You need to depend daily on Jesus Christ for his finished work on the cross if you're a believer. And that is how you will be able to live the fullest life you can ever live this side of eternity. As you look forward to the day when you will begin an eternity with Jesus face to face. And won't that be the day?